This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we conclude another week of broadcasting. And if you've been with us, you know we've been talking about first fruits, which is the resurrection of Jesus a glorious subject, and we pray, I think we've said it before this week, Junie, it no longer re- has to remain a subject, it has to become an experience in all of our lives, because we have we have a spiritual resurrection, and the physical resurrection will take place when Jesus comes back to earth. And what's amazing, Shelley, it's an appointed time of the yes. Lord, a feast of Israel that's written in Leviticus, that Jesus fulfilled hallelujah yes so much of the old testament is fulfilled jesus himself said you know i've not come to destroy the law but to fulfill it and we see that passover feast of unleavened bread and first fruits all occurred last week and there are all they were all a foreshadowing of jesus on the cross the shedding of blood, the power of the blood that brings forth life. And this week we're talking about first fruits, which occur, which was a foreshadowing because that's the day that Jesus was resurrected. So we're going to conclude again, looking at some highlights in first Corinthians 15. And we just encourage you to really sit down, ponder these verses, ask the Lord for revelation, because this is an incredible chapter, uh, in the scriptures. And you know, Shelley, it took years for you and me to really realize that the faith of the Son of God is really Jewish and Hebraic. That's right. Oh, you yes, know, when, Lord. when we started to believe that Jesus was the Son of God, the King of the Jews and our Messiah, it was almost like we were betraying yeah. the faith of our fathers. But that's the lie, Shelley. We were actually accepting and seeing our eyes were opened that Yeshua, Jesus, is the fulfillment of the Torah, the prophets, and the Psalms. He's the fulfillment of the history of Israel because he was... And he is, and he is to come. Amen. He's our creator. Amen. He is the word of God made flesh. Preach it, Junie. Good word. All right, let's look at, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. Let's start now at verse 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? 
and listen to the answer that Paul gives. You fool, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. Junie, what I see in that is nature itself gives the answer. A bare grain goes into the ground, and when it, it dies, but when it dies, it comes up again and bears fruit. That We see that in other places, not with the resurrection. But unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it b- abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Jesus was willing to die. He went into the ground, into the tomb, but he was resurrected. And look at the fruit he's brought forth. And we are the first fruits of him being a first fruit. And if you've never seen a flower, Shelley, but just the seed that you put in the ground, you could never understand or believe the beauty and what comes from that seed. That's right. So as the seed of a rose brings forth a beautiful rose in color and in the aroma and in the beauty of the green leaves that accompany a rose, that is what the seed of faith. Thank you, Lord. The seed of the resurrected Messiah in us brings forth a a body that we can't even fathom because we've never seen a resurrected body other than those who witnessed and saw Jesus resurrected. Really really powerful. All right, let's go to um, verse 42 now. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body, but is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. And Junie, I love verse 45. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam, who of course is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Junie, I don't know how many people, in fact, uh, this struck me when we were preparing for this program. Jesus became a life-giving spirit. It relates to Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Listen, we are living a spiritually resurrected life. One day when Jesus returns, we will have the physically resurrected life. And I can say that the totality of salvation and redemption will be seen then. And I think we all need to ask ourselves, what is our life? And if our life is not hidden with the Messiah in God, we will be sinning. That's right. We will be living for ourselves. We will love the world and the things of the world. But if our life is one with the Messiah living in us, and on a daily basis, moment to moment, 
we are reminded of his life and yield our will to him, our desires to him. Ask him, what should we do? Ask him to guide us. And we actually submit to the resurrected Messiah living in us. We no longer sin because Jesus doesn't sin, Shelley. So if he lives his life in and through us, every individual who knows Jesus would be transformed into his likeness and his image and really be a first fruit of his resurrection. Uh, Let's go to verse 50. It's a summation of what Paul has been speaking about. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. But I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and the mortal and the mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and the mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Junie, we so desperately need an eternal view of things, not see things as they appear to be, not see things from our infinite mindset that cannot even grasp what infinity is. But how do we know that we're going to live forever? Because the word of God says it. Jesus has been made our first fruit, and we are part of the unbelievable harvest that's going to come forth when Jesus returns to this earth. It's glorious, June. We should be filled with joy no matter what the immediate circumstances are. We have the gift of eternal life. And that gift, Shelley, comes with the life of the Messiah when we are born yes, again Lord. of his life. So any listener, the coronavirus brings death. Yeshua, Jesus, brings life. Yes. And we encourage you to rededicate your life to him, to give the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, your life, your hopes, your desires, and you will become newness of life. Thank you, Lord. And you will know him, not as a doctrine, but in a relationship. Yes, a real experience. Yes, with the eternal God and the Lamb of God. Amen. Who takes away the sin of the world. There's a wonderful scripture in Revelation chapter 1 when John saw the Lord. Revelation 1, verses 17 and 18. Fear not, I am he that lives and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. 
and I have the keys of death and hell. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Remember, I love verse 45. The last Adam, who is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Lord Jesus. That spirit is dwelling in us and will culminate when we are resurrected physically to be with the Lord forever. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we want to associate ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen, this being Friday, and we want to associate ourselves with them by reciting the Shema. And if you know it along with us, please say it. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We serve a living God. Lamb of God. Lamb of God. takes away the sins of the world. And Lord, give us a passion to see your return when when the full harvest of God will come forth, when the dead are resurrected. Thank you, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we want to live for your glory in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.